Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Arad Rob Radio Network. Through the years, we all remember when we first witnessed a national tragedy. We remember the good times and the bad times through either a song, a TV show, a monumental sports achievement, or even the smell of a particular food from when we were young. Welcome to the show that will take you on a journey through time to relive those iconic moments. Welcome to RTW Rewind, where old school rules. So, without any further delay, let's introduce you to the host of the show, Rad Rob Rob Francois. Hey guys, welcome back to RTW Rewind. I'm your host, Radicalized Rob, Rob Francois. I hope everybody's doing well all around the world. Thank you for being here. Before I introduce my uh, my very, very special guest, for those of you watching on video, you can see his beautiful face. For, for those of you listening in the audio version, um, you know that I have rebranded uh, over, over the years. I've retooled. Uh, I've gone in different directions with my shows, and that's going to be happening on this show and hopefully this man that's with me will play a very big part of that uh we're still gonna be doing rewind we're still gonna be doing retro stuff but i didn't want to get pigeonholed into just doing retro wrestling because tell you guys uh my hatred for the current product has also kind of spilled over into how i feel about wrestling in general and I, i i can't even i can't even hardly think about about wrestling half the time uh because vince mcmahon just fucked up the entire business but uh, in any event, we'll be doing some uh, 80s and 90s TV, uh, commercials, movies, music, politics, whatever, you name it. It's going to be everything retro. You know, from time to time, we will get back to wrestling. I'm not going to discount it completely, but I've always been one to say that if you don't like what you're doing, do something else. And that's what I'm doing right now. So without further ado, that being said, I have one of my very, very... Long-time, close, dear, personal friends. Uh, the co-founder of HMG. Host of many, many different shows, including The Next Level with Yala Benjamin. It is the one and only Big Ray Hernandez. Ray Ray, thanks for being here, buddy. Oh, it's, my, it's my absolute pleasure. 
Radical Rob, Rad Rob, Turtles are fucking awesome, dude. It's good. This is the second time we've done a show together, and I'm really excited about this. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for Hami Media Group. Um, thank you so much for everything you're doing today and tomorrow. I just want to thank you in advance, but it's it's an absolute pleasure to be here, guys. Um, I love talking retro shit. I think my guys like myself and Rob grew up in the golden era of everything from music to television to movies um i'm talking about like from the late 70s moving into well i'm probably older than rob but you know i, I grew up in. i was born in 76 me too you know no so you but too what month march march 15th son of a bitch you got me by a couple God, months sorry damn right i do well that means you're younger you, you i'll die first we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see well that's right <laughs> anyway but um but yeah man i i think look coming up you know in the late 70s early 80s 90s even into the early 2000s some of the really best um television movies music so on and so forth so to sit here and talk about something that i absolutely love rob i don't even know if you know i am a fucking tv buff a huge tv fan love television love music so this is going to be a lot of fun dude yeah, I'd like to do, uh, you know, you mentioned maybe doing more of these in the future. Uh, you know, if our schedules allow, uh, I would like you to try to be like a, a, a semi co-host, you know, permanent co-host on this. But yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I, you know, you were the first one I thought about when I want to move in, into this direction. Um, I have another friend. I have a good friend. Um, uh, they call him the professor. Chao Bello Veracruz. And actually, my other friend, Tommy Wonder, um, those guys love not only talking about retro wrestling, because they have a great podcast called the uh, Pro Wrestling Reflection, Pro Wrestling yes. Reflection. Very good. But, um, but uh, they also love retro stuff. So if you guys are listening out there, boys, uh, I probably put you on the spot, but I'll probably <laughs> get you guys in touch with Rad Rob and, uh, you know, we'll move forward from there. But, dude, this is going to be fun. I love what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, today uh, was kind of sparked by a recent uh, show I watched on A and E. I love watching the the wrestling biography shows that they put out lately. Well, except for the Macho Man one, but that goes without saying. Uh, but they uh, they did an MTV biography, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, is the impact that MTV had uh, on all of our lives, uh, on the music industry, uh, you know, on sponsors, and uh, you know, it, to to think that. They were going to have a 24-hour music channel. That was unheard of. Uh, they had different shows overseas, like uh, what Top of the Pops, I think it was called, sure. uh, where they would show you know music videos and stuff like that. But that was the, the shows were few and far between, mm-hmm. uh, and there wasn't a lot of production value really put in and all that. Sure. Uh, eventually, MTV changed the landscape about not only how we we listen to music, but really how how visually. They were able to market uh, all their all these acts and all these uh, performers. So that's what we're going to focus on tonight. Um, so I'd, I'd like to first start off, Ray, uh, with asking you, what were your first memories uh, of watching MTV? It's funny that you mentioned that. So I have a little something queued up here because I remember as a kid, you know, um, <clears throat> we couldn't afford cable. But I knew that on regular television, they had these cool commercials. So I wanted to play for you. Um, it's like a little collage. It's like a minute long. It's it's a commercial I saw. And I was like, what in the hell is this? So I'm going to play this little commercial real quick. And, uh, you know, we'll be right back. But for people watching us, we're right here. So you can stare at our faces. <laughs> here we go. That's one. small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. 
want my MTV. I want my MTV. Call your cable company and say, I want my MTV. Now we continue with... Turn it on. Leave it on. America, see the music you want to see. I want my MTV. All right. I'll just fade out of there, dude. So I was like, MTV? What? Now, now, Rob, I got to tell you something. So, you know, my father was a pastor and my mom uh, was, you know, also very, um, I hate using the word religious. She was, she, she was Christian. Yeah. And, um, you know, music was something that was a very touchy subject, especially, you know, in the eighties in my house, seventies and eighties, my brothers had to sneak off to the discotheques back in the day, <laughs> you know, with their disco dancing and stuff like that, you know, doing the whole John Travolta gimmick. Just the fact that you know the word discotheque and what it is. Oof. I mean, that shows you how, how old we are, right? We are old. Yeah. That, that is a fact. But um <laughs> but dude, like like just listening back to that right now, like what runs through your mind? I mean it just made me feel like I was a kid again. Like it just made me feel warm and happy. Like, man, I remember like watching that and like it was so groundbreaking. I was like, wow. Like I've never seen this stuff before. Like yeah. I get to actually, you know, it, back when you're, you know, our age back then, you know, 12, 13 years old, whatever, when it came out, we probably didn't go to many concerts. I'm probably sure. I'm probably sure you didn't go to any. No. Um, so like, we've never even seen the people that we had been listening to. Uh, so actually to see Motley Crue and how crazy they were with their huge hair and like, uh, you know, like looks that kill with like just the production of that with all these chicks running around in, like barbarian mm-hmm. uniforms, uh, outfits and all that, and you know, fire and you know, pentagrams and and mm-hmm. shit like that. It's like, what is this? And how do I see more of it? And it's just, dude, it. it uh, I miss those days. Well, one because you know we didn't have any responsibilities, we didn't have to pay bills, we didn't have Word. to. We we're just kids. We could do whatever we wanted. Um, but I just. <sighs> I, I miss it because if you watch it now, and we'll, we'll cover this at the end, but MTV now is clearly 100% different than what it was uh, when you know, we when we grew up. You know, you're talking about girls running around. I never forget the first time I saw the Billy Idol uh, video, music video, Rock the Cradle of Love. Remember that? Rock mm-hmm. the Cradle of Love. And I, I don't want to play it here because I don't want to get no strikes. But, <laughs> but dude, I got to tell you, man, like, I was like, wow, look at this. Like, like. So MTV introduced me to not only so. All right. So let me just put this out really quickly. I was born in the hood, Lower East Side, Manhattan, you know, predominantly Hispanic uh, community, Hispanic, African-American. So, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of rap music. Yeah. So, you know, my first taste of music was actually that. Um, I mean, rock music was really that collaboration between Run DMC and Aerosmith, you know, and then around that time then I sh- then, you know, we finally got cable and I was like, oh, shit, you know. I want to see this, you know, I want to see this music video. And, and how cool was that, Rob, that you had to actually kept keep watching TV. You had to keep watching hours after hours. And for me, I had to sneak to watch it in my room. Right. But um, just waiting for that video to finally come on, dude. Yeah, because you never knew when it was going to come on. I mean, videos would just play around the clock. And, you know, at, at one point in the early days, they said they only had a rotation of like 120 or 150, 150 videos. So. Uh, they would loop a lot, and then they got some really, really horrible ones too, just to fill time. But you know, they would pretty much put anything on there. But yeah, you know, if you saw one, like what I would do, Ray, was just put a tape in VCR uh, oh. and record it. You know, as long as I could. Uh, uh, just how, how many people? How many people right now? You know that are that are under twenty five know what the fuck a VCR is or yeah. to record anything, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of the uh, the ancient version of a DVR. You just you had to had to use a a plastic <laughs> tape. You put it in the machine and it recorded, it and uh, you can record over it and rewind it and fast forward. But yeah, it's it's literally the eighties version of a DVR. Uh, Good but times though. That being said, I have totes and totes and totes in my garage of fucking tapes that so I've carried I. around for thirty years. But yeah, I would tape MTV, hoping that some of my favorite videos would come on. Or uh, what I love best, right around probably eighty eight, eighty nine. Uh, was the top 20 countdown where mm. you knew, you know, the top 20 songs, you know, in America were, were going to be played. But I will ask you this. Talk to me. Were, were you a fan of rock music at all? Like other than the Walk This Way by DMC and, and Aerosmith, did you listen to any kind of rock music at all? So here's the funny thing. So, uh, again, from an elementary school growing up, you know, my brothers really listened to a lot of disco music, you know, so but I grew up around my dad. And my father loved listening to, uh, you know, besides Christian music, he loved doo-wop music. He grew up, mm-hmm. you know, listening to doo-wop music. So I knew a lot about doo-wop music. I knew a lot about jazz. Um, what else? Uh, you know, of course, Latin music and stuff. Mostly it was Christian Latin music, but it was still salsa, merengue. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, music was a big part of my life growing up anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, you asked me about rock music. So as a Christian growing up, you know, uh, rock music was like, that's the music of the devil, ah, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, looking back at it, you know, I think everything, I think there were some, some things that, uh, (laughs) could constitute as being, uh, (laughs) devil music, I guess you would call it, but some, some things not, man, you know, um, like Motley Crue, it was all a gimmick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had pentagrams and all that shit, but it's like, that's, 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 it it was almost like wrestling. I mean, that was, that was their gimmick back then, you know? Like I'm sure Kane doesn't worship the devil. I don't think so. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But um, <laughs> oh, we can't talk wrestling. Sorry. But, yeah, um, my bad. But do I? Did I love rock music? Um, so again, my first um taste of rock was again that collaboration between Run DMC and Aerosmith, and that's actually what took me down the rabbit hole. And then going into um <laughs> junior high school, junior high school, then I started listening to gun, a little bit of Guns and Roses because I was that dude that I was more of a hip hop guy, I dressed hip hop, mm-hmm. rap, and everything, yeah. but. You know, I used to hang out with everybody. So I was, how can I put this? I hated bullies as a kid. I was always a fighter. Yeah. So um, I liked everybody and I was cool with everybody. You know, I was, I used to play in sports teams and everything like that. So I was cool with everybody. I never picked on anybody. I hated bullies. And, um, you know, my, my, my junior high school was very segregated. It had the people that like rap, the people that like this and that. And yeah, the, the, the head, yeah, the headbangers or whatever we used to call them, you know, with the long hair. Yeah. But I used to hang out with everybody. And, um, I, I fell in love with music like, um, like extreme guns and roses. Um, yeah. I even, I remember going into to high school. I listened to, um, some real heavy shit calls, uh, these guys called Sepultura. Yeah. Um, right. yeah, I'm sure you know them. Meg, yeah. um, Megadeth, Metallica. Megadeth. Yeah, dude. Dude. Good yeah, shit, that's, that's, to that's see them on jam. TV, to see them yeah. on TV, how cool is that, dude? Yeah, like when Metallica's one video came out and it was like fucking ten minutes long, right? And they had like the the movie Johnny Got His Gun uh, mixed in with that, and how oh, like dark about, that yeah, video was. How about Janie's Got a Gun? It's one of my favorite Aerosmith videos <laughs> of all time, dude. dude. I love Aerosmith too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that, that's that's my wheelhouse. Like it started out with glam rock, but then as I got older. I merged into Metallica, Megadeth, you know, Pantera, stuff right. like that. Like, oh, man. And then later on, it was like Disturbed, Drowning Pool and all that. But, yeah, being able to see all this wild and crazy shit you know, on your TV, at least for me, at least I wasn't held back like like you were, unfortunately. No. Uh, you know, and, hey, look, 
good for your parents for you know trying to keep that shit away from you as a kid because um you know it, it's not what a 13 14 kid should be watching on tv especially when it got to the late 80s and early 90s when every music video had tits in it pretty oh, much so oh, i miss those days <laughs> I'm serious. I, I fucking miss this. But can I tell you something, Rob? And I know we're yeah. going to be a little bit all over the place here, but I got to play you the intro to a show on MTV that literally turned my world upside down. So now, you know, if you watch, they have this amazing documentary that you and I both watch on A&E. And, um, you know, they spoke about how, you know, everything was rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll, but there wasn't anything for rap music. Correct. Except, now check this out. Um, so wh- wh- where are you originally from again, Rob? Uh, I am from Connecticut. Okay. So I don't know if you guys had this channel, but there was a, um, I forgot what channel it was. God damn it. It doesn't matter. But, um, they used to play this show called video music box and video music box was a very <laughs> low budget hip hop show where they had all the hottest rappers, but it was a kind of a local show and not every, you know, state got this show. Right. But when this show came on and I'm going to play the intro to this shit, Dude, this took my life and twisted it upside down. Hopefully, there's no commercial on this gimmick. Here we go. Yo, MTV Raps with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. And before that was Fab Five Freddy. Did, did you remember watching this at absolutely, all? Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I wasn't much into hip-hop, but uh, mm-hmm. it was my first taste of it. You know, as a, as a white kid growing up in the suburbs, I didn't know anything about rap. Uh, you know, I, I had heard of NWA and, you know, Fresh Prince and, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and, and, and all that. But I had never actually listened to any of the music or seen any of the, uh, of the performers of the wow. artists. So yeah, that was my first taste uh, of that world. And I was like, Oh shit. So, what is this? So let me ask you a question. Yeah. I know you're hosting this, but you know, I'm kind of a host myself. So sometimes I go into host mode. So I love do to you ask do. you this. I love you. I love to ask you this question. I love you too, but I love to ask you this question. <laughs> um, so, you know, Again, I'm born and raised in the hood, but it was cool to see like what I was raised in documented. And I was also able to see not only, you know, people from New York, but I was also to see people like, you know, from the West Coast, Easy E and mm-hmm. NWA yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, what the hell? You know, California's tough too. You know, yeah. Chicago's tough. You know, the, the mid Philly, every yeah, yeah. Everywhere, everywhere else, you know, yep. they're, they're they're tough places to live everywhere. So now <laughs> you watching this, you know, like what was your perception when you first heard, like, watched Yo MTV raps and seeing these these people documenting their lives, basically in music? I mean, I thought it was cool because, like I said, I had never seen anything like that before, and you know, it was you know kind of outside my bubble, you know, of where I was. So it was completely different. Like, you know, it's a culture shock to me. Uh, it was stuff that I was completely unaware of, and it really intrigued me to see what was going on outside, like I said, of my bubble. Um, and I was I was hooked, dude. I I, I remember at first it was on at like what two o'clock in the morning, I think, because the producers of MTV and the directors and the higher ups said that's never gonna like no one's ever gonna watch this. And then it became like the highest rated show on the network. So eventually, I think they put it you know in prime time and they wanted it every single day. Uh, and I I watched it whenever I was I was able to. I, I really enjoyed that show just to get a taste of what life was like, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 again, you know, I was able to like, like the Fresh Prince, you know, back in the day was was so cool to me, and I thought, you know, I was under the perception, oh, the the dude came from from you know, he's from New York, no, he's from West Philadelphia, born yep. and raised, you know. <laughs> again, it opened MTV. Again, music is is so powerful. Even if you if you think about it on a religious aspect, you know, um, the story of the of of God and the devil. You know, the devil was the leader of yep. of let's just say the leader of the musicians. You know, what I'm saying he was the most beautiful angel. He was the man. You yep. know, uh, uh, in most cultures, music is a very very powerful thing. Yes, um, a lot of uh, worship and stuff like that, so on and so forth. You know, it's, it's music. You know, it's it's lifting up spirits, bringing down spirits, holding back spirits, bringing in spirits. So, um. You know, being able to watch this stuff. See, there's a difference, and it's funny because let's look at like like life now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, isn't there a difference now? We went through a pandemic, or we're still going through a pandemic, I guess. But here's the thing: there are a lot of people that haven't seen their loved ones. You see them, you know, you see them on on video chat and stuff like that. But seeing them, you know, it's it's different. We were able to see you know these these amazing musicians these cool rap videos and, and the cool thing is that when we were watching the documentary it went from like really cheesy low budget stuff <laughs> yeah. to like you know michael jackson thriller dude like do, do you remember where you were when you saw that the first time i don't remember exactly where i was but i do remember i was about god what year was that like 84 Four maybe eighty five. I think I was like seven or eight years old when I came out, and my parents would torture me and make me watch that. It scared the living shit out of me. Even watching the documentary beforehand, the making of, like it, it, it it didn't do anything to to affect me. Like I was still petrified of watching a video. Even to this day, Ray, I'm still I'm still scarred. I love Uh, that video, dude. I I, I love I love it, but there's still a little piece of me. Uh, that is psychologically damaged uh, from watching that as a young kid. Uh, I would just hide my my head in the couch. Like my parents are horrible. You should never make a kid watch that fucking video. So your parents were cool uh, um, with with um with with MTV then? They were. No, they were. They they didn't have any any restrictions on on stuff like that. So they they let me watch you know pretty much whatever I wanted. Did, did they let um, you watch Madonna? Yeah, yeah, and they. Um, Half the time they didn't even pay attention to what I was doing. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just kind of let me go and, and do my own thing. Uh, and I was an only child too, so uh, I had free reign pretty much to do whatever I wanted. I'm, I'm not going to say I was spoiled. Yeah, I was spoiled, but a little still. bit. That's fine. But dude, that video mm-hmm. scared a bejesus out of me for real. Really? Yeah. It scared me too. I mean, when he turned into the werewolf at the end. Oh, Jesus Christ! And then Vincent Price comes out at the end with that. Fucked up face or whatever, like yeah. Uh, Apparently, Vincent Price was was uh, like legit, like some type of uh, I don't know, man. He's in like horror, macabre, and all that shit too. He's like, like a warlock or some shit in real yeah, life. I don't know, really. I don't. I don't know. That, that wouldn't surprise me. I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> right. personally. But I mean, that was like, dude, Michael Jackson's the man. Like he is. nobody put on a show like he did. Nobody put in the production. And his videos, like he did, even Billy Jean, which it it's funny. MTV wanted beat it because it had Eddie Van Halen in it, so that was their connection. That had a little bit of rock in it, so they could be, you know, so they could show Michael Jackson uh, on MTV. Uh, and I, they said on the documentary when CBS sent the video over for them to play, it was Billy Jean, and like, 
what the fuck? It was bait and switch. They totally fucked us over. Uh, but they played it, and people absolutely loved it. Watching a moonwalk for the first time? Dude, get the fuck out of here. That was the coolest shit ever, dude. I can't either. I tried. I practiced. Yeah, goofy white kid with no fucking rhythm. Uh, rhythm, I still can't do that shit. (laughs) Seriously, man. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, Michael Jackson opened up a whole new door for everybody. Like he set the bar, dude. And I don't think anybody else was able to even attain the level of, of success that he had. Well, here's the thing. So, so during the documentary, if, if you know, again, we're focusing on MTV, but but the documentary, you guys should definitely go check it out. Andy, not that they're paying us because they are definitely not, but it was really well done. <laughs> yeah. But I like how they, um, you know, Rick James. If it was for Rick James, you know, causing a stink, you know, about them not playing, you know, more quote unquote black artists, you know, yeah. on MTV. But here's the deal. So I got what Rick James was saying, but at the same time, dude. We're talking about the '80s, dude. Like the shit Rick James was talking about was insane. His videos were crazy, dude. Like, yeah, I, I get why they didn't put him on. I mean, are, were you on Rick James' side or not? Like, could you understand why MTV didn't put this stuff up? I understand where he was coming from on a social level. Right. There should have been more black artists, you know, putting out videos. But on the other hand, they weren't making videos. No, and, you know, but Rick James made one. Was it Super Freak? Or I don't know what what song it was. It might have been Super Freak. Um, and there's just tits and ass all over. Oh, like and it was like extremely, fantastic. extremely sexualized. Oh, yeah. It's a great fucking video. But yeah, there are you know, look, MTV were a bunch of rebels and they didn't want to play by the rules. They wanted to be you know kind of the underground guys. But rock and roll. Rock and roll, but they still have standards and practices that they have to answer to, and that was not allowed on TV, even on cable. Now it is. Like now, you won't even think twice about it. Well, but back then, no. Yeah. I'm sorry to bother, but uh, interrupt you. But a lot of people don't know. And again, if they didn't watch the documentary, you know, it started off. MTV was basically like a local, if I'm correct, a New York station only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where the whole "I want my MTV national commercials," the national commercials for "I want my MTV" came out, and people literally were calling. So back in the day, people didn't send emails. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They actually called and sent letters to their cable company saying, we want our MTV. We want to be able to watch this stuff. And that's how they actually blew up, dude. It's crazy. It's insane. It is crazy. And that was a genius marketing campaign. It was. It really was. And, and to get all the all the stars to do it, like Mick Jagger and, yeah. and Pete Townsend from The Who and you know, Madonna and like yeah. everybody got to do that. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty big deal. And it was genius. And it worked. Well, they, they, they took um, the gentleman who actually made that up, took... An old commercial, because my father actually remembered there was a a brand called Mapo, M A Y P O, and it was like a like a hot cereal type gimmick. Yep. And basically, the commercial you had guys like um oh my god who's the Yankee great and I'm a Yankee fan, um Jesus Christ. Anyway, they had famous celebrities. Let's just put yep. it that way. I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna kick myself in the ass that I can't remember which Yankee was it, but um Mickey Mantle, and you have Mickey Mantle eating the hot bowl. I want my Mapo. And they took that. I want my Mapo. That was very, you know, like groundbreaking, I guess, at the time. And people were like, oh, you know, I want my Mapo. I want my MTV. Boom. And it just yeah. blew up, dude. It's so funny how something so small, an idea is so simple. You know, people overthink things and really great things come out of really, really simple ideas. No, that, that's 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 the truth. And, you know, once the buzz got out and, and the word got around, people wanted to know, like, what is this all about? What am I missing? 
Uh, and at one point, dude, they were just printing money at MTV. Like they were superstars. They even talked about the office. We lived the eighties lifestyle. It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They probably had fucking orgies around the office. I mean, who knows? Um, but yeah, like one of the heads, I, I can't remember his name, but I mean, he was literally friends with everybody. Uh, he hung out with all the bands. He went to all the concerts. He was even on like introduced on the Letterman show. I mean, yeah. that dude, he's like, he's like, I live like a rock star. He and I don't even know how he's still alive with all the fucking he looked good too. That he did. He did. He really did look good. He looked freaking great, the dude. Man. Yeah. I forgot his name, but it doesn't matter. People can Google it. We didn't have Google back in the day. Back in the day, you bastards out there under the age of 25, we used to have to look shit up. We used to have to walk to a library and find, <laughs> yep. find shit. So. Yeah, remember microfiche, dude? Does that shit even exist anymore? Do you remember encyclopedias? Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, was the Google. Yeah, pretty Bar much. Day. That was that was the Google. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And it, dude, we go down that entire rabbit hole, and we we probably will at some point on this series about sure. you know telephones, house phones, and rotary dials, and all that shit. So yeah, pay phones, and but yeah, that's a, that's that's for a whole another day. Um, so uh, we do have questions. Oh, okay, cool. What's from up? Facebook. Yeah, let's do uh, that, I, man. I posted this around Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Uh, so I'll just I'll just start with the first one here from Michael Roche. Uh, Headbangers Ball or Yo MTV Raps? Which one do you miss more? And I'm I'm pretty sure I know where you speak, but we didn't we didn't touch on Headbangers Ball, and that was a really yeah. good question, Michael. Thank you. Um, me being a, a a metalhead, you know, I grew my hair out long. You know, when I was thirteen to fourteen. Uh, when I first saw Ricky Rackman come on, it was like eleven or twelve o'clock on a Friday or Saturday night. It was actually midnight. Uh, it was midnight. Okay. It was midnight. Yep. And he's playing shit that I never seen before, like Metallica, Megadeth, you know, probably Sepultura was on there. Um, King Diamond, fucking Slayer, shit like that. Like the heavy, heavy, like kind of speed metal stuff. Um, Ozzy Osbourne was in there too. Yes. Ozzy. I was like, holy shit. I stayed up and watched it, like, you know, uh, until it was over. It was, it was a fantastic show. That that was right in my wheelhouse. That was my jam. So I'm sure on your end, obviously, it was uh, you know, Yo MTV Raps. Well, I mean, it's so yeah, it, it was Yo MTV Raps. But again, as as I you know got a little older, I got into middle school. I guess you know we can call it middle school now. Back then, it was junior high school for me. But yeah, um, when I got into middle school, man, um, I did start watching a little bit of Headbangers Ball. You know, and it wasn't see. So I went to head when I when I, I remember the first time I watched Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Um. It was supposed to be like, I thought it was gonna gonna be like Aerosmith, or I thought it was gonna be like you know, like that type of rock music. But mm-hmm. no, it wasn't. In fact, it was like shit that I've never seen before, and it wasn't like um, commercial Metallica, right? You know, it wasn't yeah, Enter Sandman, right, right. right? So I was like, holy shit! So that also opened up to that opened me up to a different genre of music or style of of, of metal. So which one do I like more? Obviously, you know, I. Well, not obviously, but I lean more towards UMTV raps because for me, yeah. you know, I grew up again in the hood and, and and I wanted to see these performers. I couldn't afford to go to rap concerts. So I had right. rap concerts every afternoon. I think it was four o'clock every day on MTV with, yeah. um, you know, with Fat Five Freddy, um, Dr. Dre, a lover. I had mentioned it before. So um, UMTV raps, man, that was my shit. Yeah, for sure. Before we get to the next questions, um, I want to bring my wife in earlier. She was oh, tied sure. up, but she's here now. Uh, she has her own unique point of view, which is similar to yours, actually. Okay. Uh, about uh, MTV growing up as a kid. If you want to just step over here, I'll just. So uh, for the people that are that are actually Hi, not watching, hi. 
Right, okay, so so for the people that are not watching, we have we have Rad Rob. He's actually kind of fixing things up here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, s- setting things up. Uh, I don't think she wants to be on camera, but no, uh, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. So um, this might uh, you can't see her. Right? You want to say no, hi? I, I can't see her. Like John, John said, hi. Right, right. How are you? I'm a little puppy with us too. Your puppy is we have awesome. a new puppy. Yeah, we have a new puppy. Does your puppy like rap music, or does does, does the puppy like a uh, metal? Uh, we haven't. Well, she hasn't really decided yet, have you? Oh my gosh, no, she's kissing no, her she's face. Still oh, I wish people could uh, see this. If you're listening on podcast, you're missing this adorable freaking. Oh my god, it's <laughs> yawning. Yeah, god, uh, this, this is my wife Dina. She grew I up mean. in the South. Uh, she grew up in Middle Tennessee. She was oh, yeah. born in '81, so she's still in our in our age range. Uh, she grew up in a fundamentalist Baptist household. Same thing. Uh, so yes. she's going to tell her story of uh, of watching MTV. Yeah, go for it, Dina. <laughs> I don't even know what you really want me to say here. <laughs> well, I mean, did your did your parents let you watch it? Obviously not. No, we, my MTV was password blocked on our television growing up. Wow. Um, we we got a little bit of VH1 every once in a while, but MTV was just like completely off limits. So, yeah, I mean, it was not a thing in my house. And, I mean, I guess you would always hear everybody else talking about it. So, you knew a little bit about it. But So, Ray, Ray grew up in a Pentecostal uh, household. His dad was a pastor, and uh, he had to kind of sneak off and listen to it. Did you have any way, like, going to your friend's house or, or any way of actually seeing it? Yeah, obviously. I mean, friends, parents weren't quite as strict as mine, so I got to see it there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I... I caught my videos on Friday Night Countdown, so that was really my (laughs) that was on mainstream TV. Hey, what what was? Hold on, Bram. Sorry. Good. Good. What was your favorite music to listen to back then? I mean, obviously, I was a New Kids fan. So, oh Jesus, we're done. (laughs) New Kids on the Block. (laughs) We're done. Probably. I I wanted to ask him. Can she can hear me? Right. All right, so cool, Zadina. So, so again, you know, I was born again, and and, and Pentecostal and, and and Southern Baptists are actually, believe it or not, very very similar. Um, we have similar beliefs. So, yeah, my question. I, I grew to, up with a bunch of Pentecostals too, so I'm I'm familiar. So you know the deal, right? All right, so now now it's you and me here. We're, it's just us talking right here. Okay, <laughs> so as brothers and sisters in Christ, um, when was it okay? Like, was there ever a point? Because my parents like kind of you know realize like all right you know he's not going to get demon possessed you know by watching this like was there ever a point what happened when that point happened like does that make sense like what was the point where your parents said okay it's all right fine you can watch mtv hmm. i don't think my parents ever were okay with watching mtv they, they still are like against stuff like that um mm-hmm. like i say vh1 is the thing that like kind of snuck into our house that my parents weren't totally against i guess it was okay. just like a little bit uh tamer it's mostly the the sex and and cursing and stuff that they're not fans of. So it's not exactly the music. It's just you know it just depends. Um, yeah. So my mom would let us listen to the radio and stuff like that. She was a big Beatles fan. We listened to lots of like oldies music. Um, okay. But yeah, we, we just the the more uh, up to date contemporary music. We weren't uh- really. I'm just curious. Did you listen to uh, people like Carmen? Do you remember that that name? <laughs> I do. Yes, I do remember Carmen. Remember um, I was never a huge fan of Carmen. I don't Me know. Me neither. That he was sucked. that was even um, <laughs> that was even frowned upon. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a Christian school as well, and so we couldn't go to concerts. And I, I had a bunch of friends that got in trouble for going to a Carmen concert. So really, <laughs> we were. All right, so so who we is this? 
absolutely gorgeous young lady that you have sitting on your lap there. This is my daughter, Addison. She's beautiful. Who has she's a green shirt on my green screen. So she's, she, she's so she's so pretty. She looks like she should be in a Disney cartoon. Like she looks everybody like, says it. Like she should be like, you know, in, in commercials and stuff like that. But yes, thank beautiful. you very much. God bless you. You want to say hi? No. No? Okay. No, no, I wouldn't want to she, say hi to me either. She, she, she's shy, but yeah, thank you. I got thank one you last question for Dina. If, yeah. if you don't run away, sure. Dina. Dina, do not run away, please. I'm here. Stay right there. Okay, cool. All right. So Dina, again. All right, so music television, MTV, right? So me and Rob were talking about the very first time we actually watched it. And I know you're a new kids on the block fan, but my question to you is, was it ever like, like what was your introduction into rap music? Hmm. Like, I'd love to hear this from you. Okay, so rap music was more like the, I like big butts kind of, you know, <laughs> that kind of. Yeah. <laughs> those kind of songs uh, i'm trying to, that question just reminded me like i'm thinking of like when i was in high school and kind of the in sync um days britney spears some of that like total request live was on mm. and i did i did catch some of those in the afternoon i don't know if i had figured out the password or whatever i think it was four three two one or whatever it was oh, one two three four backwards seven 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 probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I had figured out the password long ago by this point. But um, anyways, yeah, the, those things my mom wasn't as strict on. And, and my sister, for some reason, got away with a lot more than I got away with. So, um, but yeah, rap music. I'm trying to think. I mean, I always liked like the MC Hammer. And I don't even know if that's really considered rap it music. It is absolutely but, considered um, rap music. But yeah, that was one thing that my mom like let me. She got me the MC Hammer album. I remember asking for the um, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby album. And and I had to ask my cool aunt who was supposed to get it for me. And she thought it had been out for so long that she got me the second Vanilla Ice album. Oh, no. And Sorry that was... <laughs> yeah. And that one was like the Go Turtles, Go Turtles, Go. Oh, um, Jesus. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> movie. Anyways, yeah. So um, I, I was brokenhearted that Christmas when I opened it because I had waited a whole year oh, to nice. get this album. And she just thought it was out for so long that there was no way. But there was no way my parents were buying it for me. So anyways, that's my story. Like <laughs> I, oh, I loved Eminem. But that was like high school and college. Eminem. Let me tell you something, Dina and Rob. The first time I heard Eminem, I'll tell you guys both a quick story if you have a second because that, yeah. that dog is too gorgeous. I know you have to give it attention, but it, what's, what's the dog's name again? Lily. Lily Bell. Oh, it is. Beautiful. I'm serious, guys out there. If you're listening on on, on podcast, you need to go and check the video out at Hameen. Uh, what are we doing? Hameen Media Group, right? On, yeah. on YouTube. Check it out. This is the most adorable dog and the most adorable child. We saw two of the most adorable children. Anyway, so... I went to a record store back then. We had a place uh, called Coconuts on Broadway in Manhattan, and I saw this this crazy. I, I can't even describe like what the, what the what the art was on the uh, on the uh, the label of the CD. And I picked it up and I took it home. I said, "What is this? This is different." And the first time I heard "Hi, my name is Slim Shady," like wow, did that blow you away, guys? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And then I realized that he was one of his for after listening through his first album, I was like, this dude is one of the hottest lyricists I've ever heard in my damn life. <laughs> yeah, he was really awesome. I, I have much respect for him. Um, I was thinking back also to things around that time period that like I listened to that my parents would be completely against and sublime was like my big go to. Awesome. 
I love Sublime. I had their CD in my car and I, I would have never played it for my parents, but um, yeah, they were pretty awesome. And now I listen back to, I'm like, what was I thinking? Those <laughs> lyrics are awful. Oh, they were cool, man. I have one last question before you run away. Let's be real. Rob has dreamy eyes. How do you not look in those things and just like, <laughs> fall in love every day? Seriously. That's true. That's, that's I think that's what I, why I fell in love with them. Dreamy freaking even though, eyes. Even though we fell in love over AOL chat in the Atlanta Braves chat room. No way. <laughs> True story. Me and Jennifer actually met online and we're getting married in June. Oh, congratulations. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Well, uh, Dina, I don't know if you're going to run away and take care of your beautiful daughter, probably the most beautiful daughter I've ever seen and the most beautiful dog I've ever seen. But, you know, I appreciate you coming on. This is cool. Yeah. Anytime, guys. I always have opinions. Yes. (laughs) And we like to hear them. She has plenty of opinions. Trust me. She's Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Holy crap, Rob. Nice little run in there. Yeah. That That was a great run in. Dude, seriously. That that dog. Is freaking like unbelievably adorable. Like I, 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 because me and Jen want a dog. Well, get a Maltese because that's what she is. Really? Are, are they hypoallergenic? Yes, they are. They are very hyper hypoallergenic. You know what? Then, then maybe this was meant to be. Everything's meant to be, brother. You know that. You know that. Absolutely. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Before your wife came in, what were we talking about? <clears throat> uh, I have no fucking idea. You know, so, um, can, can I throw something out there? Of course. All right, so cool. So so I remember this. So now MTV went to another level. I don't know what this soundbite is here. Hopefully this plays well here. But um, I remember the first time I actually saw this. Let's see if it plays. Jesus Christ, let it play. Here we go. This is the MTV movie awards <laughs> yeah i'm gonna fade that out there billy idol dude holy crap the mtv movie so now mtv is like taking it to a whole different level because in my opinion the grammy awards they weren't recognizing rap music they weren't recognizing right. the stuff that people really really cared about yep you know um but what was your first like memory of the mtv movie awards um, I, it was like, the Oscars were so stuffy, right? I mean, it's so overproduced, you know, everyone's on their best behavior. Everyone's in their formal gowns and all that. And then boom, uh, you had the MTV music video awards and you had the MTV movie awards. It was completely different, but they had mainstream crossover. Like they had legit acts, you know, and actors and athletes oh, yeah. come on the show. Like it was the hottest thing going. Everybody wanted to be a part of MTV. And they do. They were legit, man. They they literally changed uh, the entire landscape of you know like award shows uh, and music. Absolutely. You know, they told uh, record companies like, "We're not paying you to have your videos on our network. You should be paying us for us featuring your ad- your artists and your acts because we're going to make you so much money. You guys aren't going to know what to do with it." And <laughs> they had that much of a of a stranglehold over what. Music companies did. Everybody had to put out a video. And I know I'm kind of off the topic, but nice. everybody, you know, had to put out a video because that's what you did. You know, to use a term, a wrestling term, to get over. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're in their face. People get to see you. Um, 
Because like I said, you know, other than going to their concerts, you would never see these people that you're listening to. Uh, and that opened up a whole new revenue stream uh, that was absolutely untapped. And they were the only ones doing it. Uh, but going back to your question about the movie awards, dude, it was, come on, man. Like, it, it was, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. And I was oh, always, my. you know, a nerd growing up. Uh, so, like you, I hung out with everybody. Uh, but I, I, I did hang out with a lot of, you know, stoners and, and you know, metalheads and, and, and guys like that. So, you know, to see something like that on, on TV that was completely different than anything else, completely different than the Oscars, I'm like, this is fucking cool. Like this is this speaks to me on on a, 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 a almost a cellular level to be yeah, quite dude, honest. Because that's like a good I, way of putting it, yeah. Because I felt this shit in my heart. Like yeah. I, dude, I was all in, man. I was all in. It it was so revolutionary. They they went from that, and don't forget one of the biggest um, and most controversial moments on MTV. We had two. They had two big controversial moments. Number one, and they both were, were involved. Madonna, of course, was um, of course was uh, like a virgin when yeah. she was on stage, basically humping the floor. You <laughs> yes. know, yeah. And then second, when um, that like a prayer video came out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that the fallout of that stuff, dude? Back I in do. the day, she uh, you know was was having her uh, a sexualized situation or romantic situation as a white woman with a black man. That was, yeah. that was never ever seen before. A black, um, a black saint. Yeah. Yeah. That was even worse. Yeah. It was a saint because it was a saint that came to life. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Same yeah. dude. Like, if you I mean, think she about was, it, cr- she was crossing all kinds of barriers and, and really upsetting a lot of people. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there's several groups that were against her. Like, I don't know if it's PTA or the fucking, uh what what what's what's the um what was the group led by Tipper Gore? She was completely Jeez. against censorship in music. Do you remember uh uh Stevie Richards, right to censor? Yeah, pretty well, close. That was close. <laughs> but uh she led she Google led a group it. yeah, she led a group in the eighties, which pretty mm-hmm. much uh, ended up being the ones to put the you know warning parental language you know, parental advisory, you know, strong language on uh, each CD and, and stuff like that and tape. Uh, she was uh, the result of that. But uh, it, it was a group of her and a, and a bunch of other uh, wives of government you know, politicians that, for, that created this group um, that wanted to censor music. Uh, it's um, uh, PMRC, Parents PMRC. Music Resource Center, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were one of the most hated groups in rock and roll. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's they were the group that put the uh, the advisory labels uh, on mm-hmm. all the uh, tapes and CDs. But uh, Madonna was 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 a big part of um, you know opening people's eyes that there's there's some freaky shit out there, and you know I'm going to show it to you. you. You know, one of the coolest moments in MTV history to me. So I'm in high school. And, um, you know, this was uh, towards the end um, of glam rock. Actually, glam rock had pretty much died out and grunge had yeah. become a big thing. And they had this TV show. Now I'm, now I'm coming. I don't even have notes on this one. I'm just remembering <laughs> now. And there was a show called, if I'm correct, MTV Unplugged. Do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And one of the one of the greatest performances, in my humble opinion, um, was that of Nirvana. You know, and they sang "Come as You Are," everything yep. acoustic, everything unplugged, basically, and it was just so freaking dope, man. Seeing all these yeah. really cool people now, so so now this is cool. So you go from overly produced music videos. This is what was the cool thing, right? To just yep. a Stripped band, down. 
yep. sitting on stools, playing, you know, acoustic guitars, drums, live, everything live, dude. You know, and it was just like, boom. Wow. Yeah. I'm and I know you're. I, I knew that's what you're going to say, dude. We're on. The, I think we share the same brain. I think we're separated at birth. We might. We might. You know, you, even though you're Puerto Rican, uh, I mean, I'm. 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 We're kindred spirits, bro. We, we, like, all, we all come from the same soul, man. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, no, I knew you were going to say Nirvana, and yes, I do remember watching. It. I'm like, damn, this is cool. And I wasn't a big grunge fan. I was kind of actually. It's funny you mentioned that. I was pissed off at grunge because they're the ones that kind of killed glam rock and mm. and pushed them on away because. You know, the early to mid nineties, it was it was a it was a culture change. It was a, a shift in society uh that we were going through where people yeah. were just rebelling. Uh rebelling against the system uh and, and wanted something different. They didn't want, you know, the, the bubblegum pop and, and, sh- and shit like that that was that was about to come. They pushed all out of the way and, and you know, Seattle is a big part of that. You know, they kicked the doors in and said, you know, we're uh we're, we're we're depressed. Uh, we we're gonna write about shit that's depressed yeah, because man. that's real. That's that's real life, you know. They, they wrote about real life shit. It wasn't about sex and drugs and how many chicks you can bang. It was real life issues. It was a lot like the in the eighties in the seventies and eighties. Um, there was a punk rock revolution going on mm-hmm. that nobody knew about. It was underground at that time. Yep. I'm sure that if if there was an MTV back then, <laughs> you know, you would have had you know great punk rock rock groups you know being just as popular if not more popular yeah you know um than uh than nirvana at the time but that was revolutionary dude there were a lot of see mtv was um a very right like people nowadays like like kids coming up don't understand what they have now it all came from what we kind of grew up watching you know Um, everything from from you know like if if kids grew up with Nickelodeon, the Kids Choice Awards, that's the MTV Movie Awards, basically. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know all these music awards, all these cool you know rap videos and stuff you watch on Vivo or on YouTube. This stuff all happened on um on MTV first. But Rob, I got to tell you, talking about revolutionary now. Um, I, do you have notes on on where we're going? Because I don't want to jump jump the gun here. No, no, I'm shooting from the hip, brother. So check this out. So speaking of revolutionary, there was a show that revolutionized television. Period. I'm talking about the very first reality, quote unquote, reality based television show. Rob, I'm gonna play the intro to this. See if you remember this, buddy. Okay. Okay. This is the true story. True story. Seven strangers <laughs> picked to live in a loft and have their lives taped to find out what happens what? when people stop being polite. Could you get the phone? And start getting start real. the real world. Dude, I loved that shit. I was hooked. The first time I saw that, I was like, what is this? Yeah. How do I get? How do I? How do I get more of it? Um, I I watched it religiously. It was so amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was amazing. amazing. So what was like? Like I mean, like how? So again, you know, we don't we don't understand. You know, now we have reality TV and everything is a lot of things are scripted. It's like professional wrestling. You know, things are scripted, predetermined and stuff. But but this was the rawest of the raw. And I've yeah. seen um uh you know, interviews with the, with the original cast. And, and I'll say 99% of the stuff that happened here was not scripted. This was reality TV. And if you guys can go back and watch some of the first season, this shit was real, Rob. 
So it was like, real. Yeah. What did you think, man, of, of of this situation where they had all these different, they had, you know, people that were yuppies and people that were gay. And, oh, that was another thing. You know, they opened the eyes, you know, to the world, to to the life of, of, of gay Americans, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Or, or gay anything, period. Yeah. Like, boom, all that stuff came out to me. And I was like, wow. And these people are living in, a, in one apartment in New York City? What? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Jump in. I mean, it was it was again. I hate to keep using the term, but it was it was revolutionary. It was groundbreaking. It was something nobody else was doing. I mean, MTV was yeah. always at the forefront of trends uh, and really had their ear to the ground. And and they they knew they, they had the pulse of the people. They they knew what people want to see. And I, look, I, I don't know how they came up with the idea. Um, it's explained in the documentary. But when I mm. saw it, I'm like. Okay, so this isn't like a sitcom. This isn't, you know, a, a drama. Like, none of this is scripted. These are real people. Yeah. We literally get to see a, a camera enter the line. It was almost like it was being a voyeur, right? It was just watching other yes. people, you know, uh, do their daily life. And you're like, oh, wow, they have the same problems I do. Or Are, are like, you a people watcher right? like me, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. I love to, to watch not and a, study people and be a, a body mechanics and behavior. Not a stalker. Like, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, I could sit on a park bench and just chill and just like watch people like interact yeah, me with, too. with others. And it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I've always been in psychology and shit like that. I like to see, you know, what goes through people's heads. I watch body language and, and, you know, mechanics and stuff like that. So yeah, to, to be able to watch this on TV, it's like, Oh shit, I get to, a little peek. I get to be a fly in the wall yeah. uh, and see what other Americans are going through. You know, it, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was, it was insane. And then that, that evolved to um now we're talking about the late 90s early 2000s or maybe the 2000s and i'll play a little bit of this you remember this show right here hold on let me just uh click the gimmick here you're enjoying you're, you're you're enjoying that way too much oh, i got my fist pump going on brother come on you didn't love jersey you know you love jersey you know you were a snooker I, fan i cannot tell you how annoyed i was by watching that show it was just so obnoxious to me and even though i was a northeastener uh, I, I wasn't familiar with, you know, people from Jersey, uh, especially on the shore. Oof, but, I uh, was. No, yeah, I bet you were. Um, that was that it, was actually really fucking accurate to a lot of people that I knew. Was it, re- was it really? Yeah. yeah, man, dude. I, I, I thought I, it was over the top, but if, that, if you're saying that. Nah, bro, I used to work in clubs, man. I used to be a bouncer at, at a couple of clubs, and we used to have people that came from Juice Heads from Jersey and, and <laughs> Snookies and, you know, and uh, what was the other chick's name? I can't remember their names, but, you know, chicks with fake gimmicks, um, fake boobs. I'm sorry, right. I'm talking wrestling. Right. Fake gimmicks on and uh, just, yeah, dude, Um, the first time I saw, I'll tell you something funny, the first time I ever saw somebody with lip injections, like, in my face was a chick yeah. from Jersey, from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, and she chick like a fucking duck. But anyway, Dude, speaking of wrestling, that show was so over; it was so popular mm-hmm. that Snooki wrestled at, at at a WrestleMania. Oh, so I mean, what does what does that tell you? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> this is why, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking wrestling; we're talking fucking MTV. Yeah, Jesus Christ! But um, but yeah, neither. You know, but you know. Now, so now, now, if we look back now in the last, we've been talking for about an hour now, 
And we went from, you know, an all music channel, right? Just all music, dude. Like, tw- like you said, they just had the same 120 fucking videos playing over and over again, seven days yeah. a week, 24 hours a day. And it evolved into, and there was a show, dude. I can't, I don't think I have the intro for this thing. And if, and if I can, I will fucking play it here. I'm going to, oh, I, I don't. I don't think I have it, but jump into something real quick, and I'm gonna get this because this was one of my favorite shows on MTV. Stand I don't know if you're if you're going there, but I was a fan of uh, a game show they had called oh, Remote Control. You son of a bitch! That is, is exactly that really, is that what, what you're going for. I swear to I'm God, you, we're we're sharing the same brain. I, I gotta play the intro to this though because it was one of my favorite fucking things. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. There are people out there that probably haven't heard this and freaking. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Go for it. Stand by. Here we go. Here we go. In three, two, one. Kenny wasn't like the other kids. TV mattered. Nothing else, kid. Girl said yes, but he said no. Now he's got his own game show. That felt good listening to man. Ken Ober, uh, Ken was, Ober, was, you remember? was was the host. Yeah, it's insane that you and I are fucking. We we are, ladies and gentlemen out there. We are fucking <laughs> one. We are one soul. We are one. That's crazy. Uh, I, that was the first time we ever saw Colin Quinn, who obviously is yes. you know a famous comic from New York. Saturday Night Live. Who, yeah, he's a legend. Uh, and the very very hot Kari Wurr. Oh yeah. Uh, was was the. The Vanna White, so to speak, of the show. God damn, she was hot, she dude. Was hot. When when she showed her gimmicks in the movie, some several years later, uh, I, I was I was pretty impressed by that. But dude, this show was so different mm-hmm. than any other game show that you saw on TV. Um, I can't even explain it. It was just it was almost it was just a clusterfuck of a show. It was, um, but it was so entertaining, and uh, it's on YouTube. If you if you go. You know, search remote control MTV on YouTube. You can see what the show is all about. I'll watch, you know, some clips from that all the time. But that's so funny. That's that, that's where you're going. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude. I absolutely loved loved that show. Do, do do you remember? And I hate doing this all the time, but do you do you remember this fucking show? Hopefully, there's no commercial playing before this. Hold on. I used to come home. There was a hot chick from Britain. Hold on, let's see if she talks here. Hey, welcome once again to another edition of Club MTV. Downtown Julie Brown with Downtown the Julie place Brown. to be. We got yeah. music coming your way from Martika. A little bit of Motley Crue for you. And to perform his latest, What I Like About You, Michael Morales and a bunch of guys. And they're just going to party on down on Club MTV. A great bunch of guys coming to you later live. But right now, Noel, darling. Wubba, wubba, wubba. Well, 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 yeah, that was her catchphrase. Dude. Oh, she was so hot. I, I got to tell you a funny story. So we're in the East Village, and I'm walking with a bunch of my boys. And um, now, so now I'm hanging out with uh, guys that are more like into clubbing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, <laughs> well, my friend Chris, who is um, a character, to say the least. Dude, we saw a fucking downtown Julie Brown sitting in an outdoor diner. Having you know breakfast or whatever the fuck it was lunch at the time, no shit, dude. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh my god, dude, that's downtown Julie Brown. 
and we were right by the Palladium, which was um, right there on uh, by Union Square in New York City. Yeah. So he goes, holy shit. And he sticks his arm right in her face. He goes, you're fucking downtown Julie Brown. Wubba, wubba, wubba. Say it. Wubba, wubba, wubba. I grabbed this dude. I was like, yo, dude, get, us, get the fuck out of here. What dude. a mark, dude. What a mark. What a fucking mark, dude. But do you remember <laughs> Club MTV looking up the chick skirts when they were dancing? Fuck Is yeah, dude. Wrong? Yeah, no, of course not. I mean, that's sure? what they wanted. That's what they wanted you to do, man. I was they a teenager, dude. I was horny. Yeah, if we all were. Yeah, that was, dude. That was some good shit, man. And that was, I mean, they had to evolve, right? They couldn't just play music videos all the time. Like, I mean, that would kind of get old after a while. They, again, like I said, they stayed ahead of the curve. They were yeah. ahead of everybody. They were doing things that nobody else was doing, and they had to have a variety of of different programs to catch. Some of the people that didn't want to watch fucking music all the time, you know. What was the show our parents watched where the kids were dancing? Um, American Bandstand. Um, that was that was our American Bandstand. That was our Soul Train. That yep. was our Train, Solid yeah. Gold, the TV show yep. Solid Gold. That was ours. The nineties, the, yep. the late eighties, no, the eighties into the nineties. That was us, man. Club MTV, yeah. dude, that shit was awesome. TRL. Yeah, remember that yep. back in the day. Yeah, people don't know, don't know this. So there's a young lady that um. I grew up with her and her sister in church and um, she's on this, uh, this talk show. I think it's called the talk. Her name is uh, Adrian Bailong. She was part of uh, this fucking singing group and stuff and the cheetah girls and all this stuff. She did. And um, I remember when I actually went to uh, TRL to see her live there. And that was cool. That was, again, that was our American bandstand. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just MTV man had such an impact on me growing up man like i don't even know where to go from here dude it's it's just it was just so fucking cool like that's just listening to all these old intros you know just holding up shit dude if there's anything you want to listen to let me know i'll bring it up dude it's just <laughs> so much fun remote control back to remote control um i, I really wanted to talk about that for a minute because yeah. you know as a kid in the 80s you know we had we had our own shit we had double dare mm, you know double we dare had, was badass oh, yeah i fucking love double dare dude and yeah you know, you wanted to, you know, game like we never seen a game show like this, you know, where people would get they would sit in these chairs and then when they lost, they would get fucking ejected or whatever the fuck is sucking. Yeah, they would or, get pulled through the wall or whatever. Pulled dropped through the down, wall, dropped, right. Yeah. Dude, it was yeah, just, they were sitting in like our like a like a lounge or like it was supposed to be set up like it was Ken's basement or whatever. And so right. they were sitting in like these lounge or recliners or whatever. Uh, like they're watching TV with a giant remote control in their hand, and then they would get asked like these weird, obscure, like trivia questions and shit like that. But yeah. And, and just talking about like MTV now, let's do a correlation here. I know we're not supposed to talk about professional wrestling, but if it wasn't for the success of MTV, like think about it, would WrestleMania have had its impact that it did with Cindy Lauper in the main yeah, event? Rock, rock and wrestling, you know, Hulk Hogan and, and Cindy Lauper and Roddy Piper played a big part uh, in all of that, Huge. and they had an early agreement with MTV to do like a, a crossover thing. Uh, yeah, dude, that was that was that was huge. It's huge, man. Huge. 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 Um, let's get back to a few more questions that we sure, have man. from uh, yeah. our, our HMG Facebook page. Uh, Christopher Ams wants to know, Kurt Loader or Rachel Maddow, who's more legitimate? Uh, I'm going to let you take that one. 
because uh, okay. I know uh, you know where you stand uh, politically. So here's no, actually, I, I'm right down the middle to be honest with you. Because right okay, now, good. I am good. not a fan of what the fuck is going on in this world. Good, I'm but glad you said that. Glad oh that. Jesus Christ, dude! I, I I'm just furious. But that's a story for another day. That's for the three yeah. count over at uh, <laughs> the right. Next Level Podcast. <laughs> so here's the deal. So back in the day, you know, MTV again. You know, moving along with the times, you know, during the times of the Gulf War in 1991, you know, we had a guy like Kurt Loader. MTV News. He was MTV News. That's right. You know, and he was the voice of a generation. You know, he was our Walter Cronkite. I don't I don't know if I can even put him up there. But, yes, he was. I mean, I remember when he sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I remember when he announced the death of Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, and Kurt Cobain and stuff like that. Like, I I remember, like, it's still ingrained in my head. Like, I remember stuff like that from Kurt Loader. Yeah. Incredible. And. Um, so if it's between him and, and Rachel Madcow, uh, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with, uh, with Kurt Loader. But, but think about that, man. Think about MTV News and, and think about how the effect on um, – so when, when Bill Clinton was running for president, you know, uh, he was running against George Bush uh, Sr. at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he went on the Arsenio Hall show and he was playing saxophone. And he yeah. went on MTV and spoke to all the young kids who had real legit – questions on 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 social movements and and racism and all this other stuff you know we're talking about during the time when we had the la riots you know what i'm saying yeah. and all this other terrible stuff you know the gulf war so on and so forth and you know mtv music television with kurt loader you know what i'm saying you know we had a candidate for the presidency of the united states answering questions to people at the time our age in their teens in their 20s you know it was it was unbelievable. I know we're jumping all over the place time-wise, but no, it's that's just fine. He, dude, so he much. was so smart. So smart to do that. And I, I was actually Absolutely. a big fan of, of Bill Clinton back in the day. Um, not so much of his wife, but, you know, that, it well, is what it is. Uh, but Slick Willie, man, he knew how to market himself. And, you know, just like uh, Obama did. Obama did the same thing. I like go on the Tonight Show all the time and, and trying to be like the people's, you know, the, the people's champion, to use that term. But, yeah. but Bill Clinton uh, but, was... was, was that was a smart move, dude. Yes. That was a smart, and the power of music television, the power of MTV. Think about yeah. it. That 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 um one episode of MTV. It was an MTV news special, actually. That one episode, I think, along with getting on the Arsenio Hall show, helped sway the young public, um, eighteen to let's say eighteen to twenty five, to go out there and vote, and they did. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah, did one hundred percent, and they also MTV also had a part in Obama's because now MTV is not what it was, you know, because it's kind of fading away. Because anytime you want to see a music video, you go to YouTube. Anytime you want to see, you yeah. know, you get your news, you go to you go to the phone. But um, but anyway, man, it, yeah, it's that's a great question, dude. And uh, Kurt Loader is so over to me, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, our own wonderful MSG Matthew Schaffer Gage uh, said uh, they say that video killed the radio star mm. but did it but did it you know the video kill the radio star it did for a short time no but the radio star came back radio never died actually radio is just as powerful as it ever has been it's just different now um it's coming uh it's it's being brought to us on a digital level now um people can still see their music videos but let's be real like Unless it's something controversial, like there's this music video by this rapper right now. I can't remember the kid's name, but uh, he was basically twerking on the devil. I think it's called Monterey. It's it's insane, insanely terrible. And I I had to go and check it out so I can comment on it. But other than that, like, I I don't know if video. No, video did not kill 
the radio star, but it put it to sleep for a long time, bro. In my opinion, what what do you think, Rob? Well, if you think about it, like, especially back then, unless you have cable, uh, you know, and a TV, you're, you know, you're going to still be listening to your music on your Walkman or on your boombox or on your stereo or in your car. Even nowadays, I mean, you can listen to Spotify and, and all this shit in your car, but there's still radio stations that play, you know, the hits. So radio will always will always be around because more often than not, you're not going to be in front of a TV screen. Uh, and I know now with the advent of phones, it's a lot easier to watch, you know, Vivo and YouTube and stuff like that. But for the most part, uh, it's 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 always going to be an uh, in, in audible, you know, form of medium. Um, so but thank you, Matt. Uh, for that question hey, hey rob if you want since you know i do have the roadcaster thank you for the people at road if you want i can actually play video kill the radio star while we're actually signing off we won't get struck for it because we're talking over it and then we can kind of fade out to it yeah that's fine that's fine i that's could cool. probably do that and hopefully we don't get struck but i don't think we will <laughs> just just give me the cue when 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 to kick it okay you let me know okay yeah. anyway well if, please if continue we'll, if we get kicked off it's it's my fault it's your fault it's my fault yeah. Yeah, so Ben. If you're, yeah, just like, I don't think we will. Uh, Larry Helferick wants to know a good question: Should we get a reprisal of remote control or singled out? Mm. Now, I, I was not familiar with singled out. I have. So check this out. Um, if I'm if I'm correct, I'm gonna have to Google this. Hold on one second. Um, so talk about the other. What's the other show? He said he's a remote control. Which we covered. I would. Yeah. I would love to see a reprisal of remote control. I still think it would play. It would play well today because it's. It's again unlike any other game show that you see on TV. And there's not a lot of game shows left unless you're watching like the Game Show Network and shit like that. But I mean, if you look at mainstream TV, I like what Price is Right is still on on CBS in the mornings during the week. But I can't remember ever or Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. That's pretty much all that's left. Uh, so if remote control came back, number one, you would grab guys like us. You'd grab the nostalgia crowd. Uh, and retro was in right now, uh, but I think you'd get a crossover audience, and you get some young people like, "What the hell is this?" So, yeah, I would totally do that. But single out, dude, I I've, I literally yeah. have no idea what that was about. You remember it? Jenny McCarthy was the host of of Single Down. Oh well, there you go. That's all I had to mention. So, yeah. so I'm gonna. So it's, this, <laughs> this went between. I'm gonna read off of, off of Wikipedia. It was between 1995 and 90. So, Single Down is an American dating game show created by Burt Wheeler and Sharon Sussman, which originally ran on MTV from 1995 to 1998. Each episode um, featured a group of 50 singles competing for a date. With That's one main, right. so it was basically the dating game. Yeah, yeah, on steroids. So <laughs> check this fucking cool thing out. So I, th- there was this girl, Leela that I was dating uh, for a short time. And at that time, again, I don't look like I did now. I think I was much better looking, much better shape. I was really hip, had the fucking cool. I actually had that night. I was wearing this really cool brown um, leather blazer. Nice. Okay, with these really cool jeans with a little bit, a couple of rips in it, some nice shoes. She was dressed to the T. This dude stopped us in the street. And he was a, he was one of the producers for MT for that show. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to, he wanted us to come on separate on the show i i kid you not and we almost went through with it but you know shit what stopped you what what stopped you from doing it i just didn't have the time i didn't have the time and i was like ah this is bullshit like i was weirded out about it but she she was totally like (laughs) like down for it i was like this shit you probably didn't last long with her right no i didn't i actually got (laughs) with leela um I, i was dating her for a while but i really dug her roommate 
So that then didn't end well. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. get into that, yeah. but it didn't end well. Um, <laughs> but I dated her roommate for a lot longer. Um, nice. But anyway, I hit the cough button. Sorry about that. You were but, a player, um, weren't you? Right. I, I oh, yeah. I don't want to get you in trouble with your. I was. I was no, life, I'm not like that no more. But not even close. Like I love this woman. Um, yeah, I was a little. I was. I had a lot of girlfriends when I was a kid. <laughs> At one time, and I, I, I have a follow up question. How could you get any more better looking than you are right now? Uh, like, I, I don't. I don't understand. You gotta. I, see, you gotta fucking see me when I was a kid, bro. I had. I even had a little bit of highlights in my hair back in the day. We're talking about the late nineties, early. 2000s, oh damn! Bro. You were. You were that guy. I was. I. I looked. Okay. So there's a picture of me floating out there on the internet with mm-hmm. me and a bunch of my group, uh, a bunch of my friends, and uh, we look like. Um, they said that we look like there was a, a pop, a Latin pop group called El Barrio Boys. I know them. I know and them. We, we looked like. <laughs> We look like the when we went down when we used to go out to clubs, dude. We all went home with somebody. It was fun, but um, but yeah, I'm fat and old now, so it, it doesn't matter. But um, but dude, remote control would be interesting. But here's the thing: how do you do it? Like how how would you reprise it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I that's that that's a good question. The dating um, game thing might work because it's worked. From the freaking what is seventies all the way yeah. into that would work. Singled out would work, I think. I, th- but, I think it would too. But I would love to see either one uh, come back. Yeah. Uh, I got to put a picture up right now. Hang on. Yeah, uh, I just, I just, I just looked up the Barrio Boys. So I'm just gonna oh throw up Jesus. a quick, a quick picture on the screen. I wish I had that picture on my phone. I will fucking send it to you right now to put it. There. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, yep. yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> look at that so i would be the uh, guy so open like, shirt and shit like that too well, let me or, just tell you you see that dude the, the can you put that picture all right so you yeah. see the guy in the middle not him yeah. that will be my boy josh so the guy maybe <laughs> to the just to if you're looking at the screen to your right that dude yeah. with the vest with the white t-shirt and the jeans yeah the, yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or the guy next to him it would be me okay the shorter hair that, gotcha. would, that would have been me but i was i was a lot more jacked at that time dude you uh yeah, you're you're hot. You're a hot stud, brother. Uh, no, I'm not a hot stud. Um, <laughs> Bobo, uh, oh, with Bobo, with musicians using YouTube and other mediums to showcase their music videos. Do you think MTV would be successful today if they went back to their original format that relied on mostly music centric content? That's a good question, and I'm gonna give you a very simple answer: No. <laughs> and the reason is because you have music at the tip of your fingers. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. you want to hear. Right now, yeah. if I want to hear anything, right now I have video kill the radio star queued up, ready to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I want to if I want to listen to Montero, that piece of shit with that asshole rapper that's twerking on the devil, I can do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um unfortunately, no. That that was that was for its time. A revolutionary now i don't know what, what can get over because everything is so easily accessible rob what do you think no i mean i i love the question Bobo, but i mean no you're, you're absolutely right it's just that 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 ship has sailed i mean especially like you said when you could pull up anything on your phone yeah. uh and watch it especially on youtube um now if they took that stuff away if if music companies were to crack down uh, and do DCMAs on everybody yeah. uh where they had to put that shit back on TV but I don't I don't think they could it's still the internet it's the wild wild west they they can't regulate everything you'll find it somewhere 
Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that that that, that business model would not work. Would not work now. I gotta tell you, Rob, if if we did like a retro, like I know you do the retro shit, but if we did this once a month, I would not mind it at all. Yeah, I'm serious. Sure, absolutely. This is fun. I like. I <clears throat> there's so many things I would love to talk about, like you know, TV in the '80s or yep. or or in the '90s, movies, you know, music. We can we can go into anything, dude. This is yeah. Do you have any more questions? This is awesome. I do actually. Uh, yes, let's more. go. Uh, Dave Newman says, uh, "Remember when MTV just played music 24 seven with no reality shows?" Yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, those 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 were good times. They were um, good times, and, and you know what? Let me just expound on on how much I, I I did love it, Dave. It was it was so cool because you know I, I was a big again a big music buff. I listened to the radio all the time, and you know when my parents went home and I was hiding and I was able to watch, I dude, it, <laughs> it was just so cool because you wanted to see who this person singing looked like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'd be disappointed, and sometimes you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like, you know, you know, um, what's this guy Rick? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rick. When we get Rick rolled, what's this guy? <laughs> uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Rick but Ross, I, maybe? I think it was. I'm not Rick Ross. It's a black, this giant black rapper. But oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. But 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 um, but anyway, like I thought that guy was like a thin athletic looking african-american gentleman but he was a skinny red-headed white he's a, guy he's a white dude yeah i can't remember I, I have his his picture in my mind but i can't remember his name but yes yeah. uh the, <laughs> it's just, it's just um, incredible well i mean like they let the nerds come out right they let all the freaks come out i mean you look at uh you know boy george you know was was dressing up like a woman wearing makeup yeah. and all that and you didn't know is that a guy is that a chick i mean rick astley by the way rick astley rick astley that's right yeah. that's right um, but like, you know, all the, you know, it was almost like pre emo stuff, but like, it was that kind of person. Like, uh, just, they let all the, everybody's allowed to let their freak flag fly. Right. So, I mean, you saw all these different kinds of people on there and it's like, I got to have more of this. Um, Dave had a follow-up question, uh, on that one. If they want to do reality TV, why not just have a separate channel like MTV reality? Let us have our fucking music. God damn it. Well, it's, it's interesting because MTV, so they they were kind of they expanded to VH1 and VH1, VH1 like, like, became the video channel at one point. Yeah, because you know, and your wife made a good point. Like she's like, "Oh well, my parents didn't let me watch MCV, but they let me watch VH1 because VH1 played a lot of uh, stuff that was a little more, let's just say, um, innocent. No, not innocent. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, kind. Of, I mean, not as risque, I guess. And older, and and you, if you wanted to hear like a. I don't know who the fuck Tina Turner or something like that. She would be yeah. on VH1. Yeah. You know, um, easy, easy listening shit. You know, that type of shit would be on VH1. They had, they had documentaries and other stuff. And now VH1, mm-hmm. I don't even know what VH1 is now. Um, it's just like a regular channel. Dude. They just play yeah. reality shows and shit like that. Oh right? boy. Well, Almost every network has a reality and probably every network does have some kind of a quote I'm reality glad, show. I'm glad they cut back on that whole reality bullshit because at one time in, in the 2000s it was just like everything was weird from everything from what was that stupid show with people on the island? So that's Survivor. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Everything was Survivor. I watched the first season and that was Fear it. Factor. Fear Factor, Big Brother. We should talk about that. Oh uh, yes, Fear Factor. Reality TV from the 80s and reality and TV. Oh fuck yeah, no. We could do Jesus Christ. There's so many topics that we can go down uh in that row go down. But Yep, we but, are we are running out of time, so, right, so uh, play us out, out, brother. All right, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start playing this. Hopefully, here we go. Hold on. That. All right, so go ahead, Rob. 
Now, what do you think of the lasting impact that MTV had on us? Like, obviously, they changed the landscape of music and, and television, and things are different now. But what do you think would would be what they should be known for? You know, what's their, what's their lasting legacy, so to speak? The lasting legacy for me, MTV. They were the voice, not to be uh, like like a, like like a whatever, but they were the voice of a generation, dude. Yeah. You know, they allowed us to 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 go out and, and learn about voting. They they allowed us to MTV allowed us to 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 see music in a different way, to 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 become more creative, to to expound and, and expand upon our imagination. MTV was was an incredible, incredible thing, man, back in the day, dude. And you know, we were lucky enough to grow up in an era, the the true, in my humble opinion, the true golden era of creativity. Yeah. You know, and, and now what we have, not a big fan of it, but you know what? To this generation, you know, I believe that everybody has the opportunity to, to do something special. That was our special thing. I mean, we talked about a lot in about an hour and 15, 20 minutes. And there's still a lot that we didn't we didn't get into. Oh, yeah. Easily, yeah. easily, easily, bro. But, so, but MTV was just had a huge impact everything from the way i dressed to the to the music i listened to 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 the posters on my wall yeah unbelievable my friend yeah absolutely i mean i absolutely agree with that too like especially like for me seeing a different side like yo mtv raps you know like michael jackson video and dude i was the biggest michael jackson mark uh once i saw him on mtv i had michael jackson posters on my wall like i absolutely Loved his music. I bought all his albums. Uh, I was a huge, huge Michael Jackson fan. Again, tried to moonwalk. Didn't mm-hmm. work. Uh, but damn it, I still tried it. Uh, I'm not going to say I had the fucking, like, you know, the leather jacket like Eddie Murphy wore on Raw and all that, but uh, I wanted it. My parents wouldn't wouldn't buy it for me. But, um, uh, yeah, no, MTV, even with the reality, dude, even, even with the real world, they literally launched the reality era, uh, mm-hmm. which, which we see today on Again, every single channel. So MTV was just at the forefront of everything. And yeah, we wouldn't be where we are today w- without it. I mean, uh, can you just imagine if there weren't music videos to watch? Can you imagine if there wasn't a reality TV show to watch? Yeah. Um, it just, it changed. It changed the game, brother. It really did. Sure did. Sure did. Well, we got about 30 seconds left of this song. So I don't know if you want to sign off, brother. Yeah. Uh, where can we find on social media, man? All right, you can hit me off everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere at Big Ray Hernandez, my friend. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Rad Rob Gaming. Uh, I'm also a Twitch gaming streamer, twitch.tv slash Rad Rob Gaming. My YouTube gaming channel is Rad Rob Gaming. Uh, we keep it easy. We, we keep it simple. Uh, and also check out my other show, RTW Main Event, that drops on my network, the Rad Rob Radio Network, uh, on Thursdays. That's my comedy slash variety show so ray i appreciate you being here brother uh it was good times we're absolutely gonna do this again uh, and i hope you guys enjoyed this show and, and, and enjoy the new format we're coming out with because uh it's uh it's just stuff that we love and it brings us back to a time when things were much much simpler i want my mtv Thank you for listening to this episode of RTW Rewind. For all the latest news and announcements, please follow us on Twitter at RTW Brand. You can also follow Rad Rob at Rad Rob Gaming. If you'd like to ask us any questions, you can email us at rtwrewind at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air. You've been listening to RTW Rewind.
exclusively here on HMG on Realm and the Rad Rob Radio Network. 